Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. Happy Friday. And also, just so you know, partnered with BetMGM. In case you didn't know, we've teamed up with BetMGM. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all our picks. And we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM, use bonus code PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live. But for our Arizona audience, you will get $100 in bonus bets on your first wager with BetMGM. Again, make sure you use bonus code PHNX. Check out the show notes for full details. A lot of fun different things that you can bet on, Sheer. So again, check out BetMGM right there. And if you wanted to bet against the Knicks, even though it's out of season, Sheer, this would be the spot that you would do it. Is this correct? Uh, I would never bet against the Knicks. There is no oh. spot. But, all right, there is maybe there's no spot for that, but either way, BetMGM has this covered. So again, check it out. All right, Sheer is on here. Sheer is going to make the case for Conrad Martinez, Arizona's latest commit, and against Caleb Love, a three-year starter at North Carolina. But first, let's talk what we got about Conrad Martinez. I will be honest with you, Sheer. Looking at the uh, film, he does not overwhelm me. I'll put it to you like that. Uh, Yeah. I mean, he's not a guy that the coaching staff expects to contribute right away. He's not going to challenge Boswell or Bradley for minutes or anything like that. It's kind of a you know, I think on your show previously, I said a more developmental guard and a more proven one, and and this guy's the, the developmental guard. All right, I'm going to ask you right now, who's more likely to play real minutes during their career, Conrad Martinez or Philly B? Whole career? Yep. Martinez. Why? I You know, just because I – I think this year is going to be tough for Philly B to get minutes. And, and you know, you don't know what's going to happen if the kid goes two years without playing minutes. Uh, I think Martinez at point guard is a little more valuable. And, you know, Tommy, Tommy likes him. You know, Tommy went to go see him in, in, in Spain. And, you know, I, I've talked to a few guys that have seen him more than I have. And, and there's positive things to say. You, may not you haven't have personally, a- wait a second. You haven't personally scouted Conrad Martinez? I should, huh? I should have used whenever. I wish that I knew all the international prospects so I could just go overseas and then and write, you can write it all off. Yeah, I would love that. No, yeah, I know. So you're in on Conrad Martinez. You think he's a starter eventually, is what you're saying. I didn't say that. <laughs> oh, it was a strong innuendo. I, I think he will. I think he will play minutes at Arizona by the time his career is done. So you're you're more bullish on uh, Conrad than uh, Philly B. Yes, that's fair. all right. I am not. But we will find out. I would love to be wrong. I've been wrong many, many times in the past. Hopefully this is another time, Sheer. I'm not saying a lot because you don't like Philly B. I love Philly B. He's one of my favorite people. As a player, you don't like Philly B. Very much. 
True, true, true. That's why we were talking about that. Again, I would love to be wrong on it. I just don't see Philly B being a uh, contributor at the U of A. So again, could be wrong though. Call me a hater if you'd like. All right. Now, Caleb Love. I am not a hater on Caleb Love. You have been sour on Caleb Love from day one. I have liked Caleb Love. I've said that I would absolutely bring in Caleb Love. Jason Shear is still on the fence about Caleb Love though. Shear, tell us why you're wrong and I'll tell you why I'm right. The reason I'm torn is because the bad Caleb Love is super bad. It's like five of 23 from the field, shoot you out of the game, Kirk Kreese's style, whatever. The good Caleb Love shoots at a better percentage, doesn't turn the ball over, and provides flexibility to Arizona's offense. I get both sides completely. Um, You know, I, I don't hate it, but I'm not in love with it either. All right. Now, what is somebody like Tommy Lloyd or Mark Few or Texas, what are they missing here? And keep in mind, too, with Mark Few, this is a guy that is very much about chemistry, very much about players, uh, you know, getting guys that are the right fit, for lack of a better term. What are they missing that Jason Shear sees? I I just think they're more confident in in their coaching ability. I I think a lot of times you get coaches that'll say to themselves, yeah, you know, this kid will come play for me and, and I could change him as a player. Like, I guarantee you Tommy Lloyd isn't saying, oh, Caleb Love's going to come here and shoot 25 times a game. Like at North Carolina, he's saying he's going to play more of a role. Um, and to Caleb Love's credit, him and his trainer are, are saying the right things about wanting to be held accountable for the first time and all that. And uh, if it's the truth, it's going to work out. And, and if it's not, then, then these coaches are, are probably wrong. All right. So you're a nay on this. I'm a yay. We're going to find out how this works out, correct? Uh, well, I'm a yay because I get it, and also the message boards are going to be awesome. Wildcat Authority and Arizona fans. Where can they to- find the message boards? Tell them where they can find the message boards. Uh, wildcatauthority.com. But we need, a, we need a polarizing player. If it's not Pell, you know, and now it's going to be Caleb Love. All right. Well, Caleb Love, let's talk a little bit more about how he'd fit in. I think he's going to be a good fit because I think, first of all, I think Hubert Davis is a bad coach. You think Hubert Davis is a great coach. Is this correct? <laughs> no, not how about we, if you had Kevin Ollie or Hubert Davis, who would you hire? KO. Um, but uh, Caleb Love. Oh, here's here's the uh, here's here's the sales pitch though for it. You tell Caleb Loveless, you're going to get 12 to 13 shots a game. You're going to become far more efficient. You're going to be able to market yourself to the NBA. And you're going to have two guys in there, two point guards that are going to be setting you up. I think that it makes a lot of sense right there. And if it doesn't make sense, then you don't play him. Yeah, I, again, the good Caleb Love makes a ton of sense. Right. Uh, you know, the one thing I'm really curious about is is fit in terms of starting lineup and all that. But if Caleb Love plays well, I mean, it's a great move. Because all of a sudden now you have a guy that's that's very different than others on the roster. And I think that's part of the appeal is we said last year and the year before, whatever. Well, not the year before, but we said last year. Arizona had no one that could create for themselves and get downhill. One guy on the entire roster. Caleb Love can absolutely do that. The shot may not go in all the time, but But we know that he can create the shot. So, again, I've said this before. The best case scenario is a Marcus Carr, who shot crap at Minnesota, didn't shoot well his first year at Texas, changed his role a little bit, and all his percentages across the board went up three or four percent. He was great. It's kind of like 
but some guys, sometimes guys can change. I remember a good buddy of mine telling me, I don't want Terrell Brown. He's a gunner. He's a, uh, he's a low efficiency guy. And Terrell Brown came here and defended and was a, uh, a, a pass first type guy. Guys can change here. Guys can change. <laughs> but Terrell Brown went from Seattle to Arizona. Like Caleb Love is going from another big school to another. Look, if Caleb Love changes and puts up 10 shots a game and, and averages a three to one assist to turnover ratio, uh, I'm all for him, and I'll lead that parade. All right, I like that. Now, speaking of leading the parade, do you think that Caleb Love has ever been to Circle K? Many a times. You know, I'm surprised by the amount of people that haven't been to Circle K. By the way, Circle K's got some of the cheapest gas in the city right now, uh, 405. I just fueled up today. So, again, check it out, Circle K. Make sure you're not missing out on all the great stuff, though. Right now, text PHNX to 31310 to join their SMS subscriber club and get a buy one, get one free offer for a 32-ounce Polar Pop. Head to CircleK.com slash store locator to find Circle K near you. You might even find Jason Shear there. Is this correct? It's a it's a strong possibility. All right. Again, you want to check out Circle K and you want to check out Tap and Bottle. Scott and Rebecca do a great job, as you know, down uh, uh, downtown. Or you could go to the Northwest location and check it out as well. Um, but again, we're going to have the Tap and Bottle watch parties again next year. You can get four peaks there as well. But again, support local, support greatness, support Scott and Rebecca. All right. Uh, Andre Veras, the great Andre Veras, says, Circle K at first and Fort Lowell is where I fill up uh, because of how cheap it is. Good call. But you could also go to the one on Oracle and uh, Grant, another uh, friendly neighborhood right there to fill up as well. Correct, Sheer? Very friendly. Very Before friendly. The- All right. Uh, let's see here. We got uh, five of a kind media set is, is the uh, what is the starting five right now? I think you know that you got four guys for sure starting in Kylan Boswell, Jaden Bradley, Kasha Johnson, um, and uh, Umar Ballo. And then I would imagine Pella starts, but I would imagine that's an open competition if Caleb Love comes here. No? Yeah, there's there's two possibilities if Caleb Love comes here. The first one is Boswell, uh, Bradley, Love, Kasha Johnson, and Umar Ballo with Pella coming off the bench. The second is Boswell, Love, Pella, Kashad Johnson, Umar Balo with uh, Jaden Bradley coming off the bench. I don't see any other way that that's not one of the lineups. It's it's interesting, you know, what what Jaden Bradley was told, uh, is Pella okay coming off the bench, all that. We're, we're going to find out. Obviously, I think all parties have been talked to or else a guy like Tommy doesn't go after Caleb Love, but uh, there's options. What worries me, though, about a lineup to start, and again, it's all relative because they're all going to play starter minutes. By the way, Dirty Dancer is asking if Conrad Martinez could possibly start. Could he be one of these late bloomers or uh, that we don't really see and then they jump in here at the end this year? Uh, no. You're all very all right. mean to the European players. Be nice. I'm just saying, I'm curious if Con- – it's a great name, by the way, Conrad Martinez. I'm looking forward to saying that as many times as possible. Um, but – I don't love the lineup of – here's the thing. I like starting both the guys in the backcourt um, with Jaden Bradley and Kylan Boswell because it gives you two ball handlers. Pella can't dribble, um, and I'm not necessarily sure that I want Caleb Love dribbling a lot either. Again, I like Caleb Love, but I want Caleb Love to be more of a one or two dribble guy as opposed to uh, dribbling a lot. Again, I like having Bradley and Boswell in the starting lineup. Am I wrong? 
Uh, I think the only negative, and, and I don't disagree. I'm, I'm cool with both. You agree with this. You agree. The with only this. negative is uh, who's your guard off the bench? Conrad. See what I'm saying? Like to me, if you move Jane and Bradley to the bench, all of a sudden you have a guard that could come in. And let's say Boswell gets in foul trouble, you know, or, or whatever it is. And I know you can move Bradley over and shake it up, but to not have a guard coming off the bench to me is a little scary. That's true, but you already got two guards in the lineup, and these are young men. These are young Colts out here ready to play. I get it. I, I don't have a problem with either lineup. If Pella's cool with it, then uh, if Pella's cool with it, then I'm cool with it. All right. Now, um, let's talk now about the front court, though, because, again, now that we got it, we got Kishad Johnson and we've got uh, Umar Ballo, leader of men Umar Ballo. I am curious if there will be times when Arizona can go small because I think they can probably get away with it. Pella's a little bit more physical. I think there's going to be some times where you could go with the four perimeter players, assuming they get Caleb Love, and you could either go with leader of men Umar Ballo or Kashaw Johnson. Yeah, we'll absolutely see lineups with those three guards and Pella in at the four at the same time. Uh, I, I fully expect that. Center could be Umar. You could go super small with Kashad. Uh, you could go Crevis if he's good enough. Henry, it, I mean, there's there's going to be lineups with those four perimeter players and then one big man. All right. Now, despite best, it looks like Dylan's looks like Dylan's coming back. It looks like Dylan is saying, you know what? I want people stalking me this year. I'm coming <laughs> back. Dylan Anderson looks like he is in no matter who they add to the lineup sheer. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't have a choice now. The portal closed, but portal closed, yeah, man. We agree. Like Dylan Anderson should redshirt. He should absolutely redshirt. Put on strength. Get ready. He's not playing this year. Something would have to. No offense to him, but something would have to go wrong with the other guys. Redshirt. Get a year. See what happens with the international guys, and and go from there. All right. Now, Cord Lopez says we don't want Caleb throwing off our cohesion. But I will say though, it's a lot of new it's a lot of new pieces right here. I believe with Caleb Love, your upside at uh, I believe your upside goes up dramatically. Now again, there could be issues. I get it, but your upside, I believe, with a player of his scoring caliber, goes up significantly. Sheer. I will say it is a little strange. You go from Kirk Kreisa, who we know kind of screwed up chemistry a little bit, wasn't the best locker room guy, to a guy in Caleb Love who has that rep. Now we know about Kirk. Kirk Creesa, Caleb Love is more of a rep guy, so maybe he comes to Arizona and that's just not very true or things change, etc. But it is kind of a an interesting move, you know, moving on from Kirk Creesa and adding a guy who has the potential to be similar on the court and in the locker room in terms of cohesion and things like that. Well, the problem, though, that I have with Kirk Creesa is not necessarily that, is that, listen, Caleb Love has had some awesome games in the tournament. He's had some bad games in the tournament. Every game in the tournament – Kirk Carissa, when the chips were down, was not the dude you wanted. He was 3 of 24 with eight turnovers and four assists in his four, uh, four NCAA tournament games. That run that, that Caleb Love had is probably one of the strangest runs I've seen because it was like 11 of 24 against UCLA and he killed him. And then St. Peter's, he was awful. And then Duke, he was awesome. And the title game, he went 5 of 24. So it's it's finding that Tommy Lloyd's job is finding that middle ground. You don't want that five of 24. Let's say he can go, like, if he went seven of 12. Yeah, if you went like seven of 12, if you go even eight for 15, right? That's fine. I'll take right. it. 
totally cool with that. So, um, but I, I do believe then if you have a rotation of, uh, of kind of that core six right there, and then whoever emerges is that other uh, big man off the bench, I believe that you have more upside. I just don't see enough. I don't see enough. I, I don't see necessarily enough scoring without a player like love. Again, I'm not saying that love is Michael Jordan, I'm not saying that, but Pella's got limitations. Boswell and uh, uh, Bradley are both sophomores. Um, they're not necessarily NBA type uh, players. Umar is good, but we know what Umar is. We know what Kashad is. I think this is the one guy that has the opportunity on given night to go for 30. No, you're right. I actually, I completely agree with you there. He is by far the best scorer on the roster. The efficiency is where you want it to be, but in terms of being able to go and get a bucket, um, you know, Boswell, we think is good at that. We don't have enough proof. I know I love Kylan Boswell. Everyone's high on him, but we don't have enough proof there. We know that Caleb Love, when it's necessary, at least has the ability to go and get you a bucket. All right, Kenny Abbey coming in here hot. We love Kenny Abbey right here. Also coming in hot from Florence, Arizona. Don't mess with Kenny. Kerr was a clown who couldn't shoot and admitted they were soft. If we get Love on top of Johnson, that's some great experience. We'll be ready. I think that's Kenny's way of saying that he backs the A right here. That's Kenny's way of saying he loves Johnson, and I completely I understand, Kenny. Everybody understands when you love Johnson right here. Um why, wait a second. Wait a second. Luke going to be saying my bad love. I'm in on adding Caleb love. Yeah. Yeah. It would be my it's bad. Conrad. against it. It'd my bad. Conrad. What's that? That's a good shirt. My bad Conrad. Yeah. But dude, Man. my bad. My, now listen, my bad Conrad would be, that would be a great movement right there. Speaking <laughs> of a great movement four peaks. Now we got five peaks right now. Sheer. What we're going to have to do. We're going to have to get creative. We're going to have to go with four plus one peaks, but the four peaks stays under any circumstance. And here's the deal. Check out Four Peaks Brew or Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest of Arizona's homegrown brewery. Must be 21 years or up to a, a drink Four Peaks. Please enjoy responsibly. And again, have you been to Illegal Pete's? Speaking of which, have you been to Illegal Pete's, Jason Shear? I've actually been there once. I went once a long time ago. All right. Well, you need to go back. Because it's good and it's calling. The girls would love it. Everybody likes it there. You can stop in at either their Tucson or Tempe locations. You know there's somebody that out of Arizona wrote this because it's spelled Tucson, T-U-S-C-O-N. Um, for you and the whole crew, five pints for $15. Soak up the sun with a loaded burrito and crisp beer on the patio. Illegal Pete's your go-to for burritos, buddies, and beer. All right. I think Arizona right now is a fringe top uh, – Somewhere in that 15 to 20 range, I believe that if you add Caleb Love, I believe that that upside moves closer towards 10, somewhere between 10 and 15. Yeah, I think if you add Caleb Love, your fringe top 10. Without him, you're probably in that 15 to 20. Um, both rosters have the potential to be higher. Right, right. And so, yeah. Um, and again, Tommy Lloyd, got to give Tommy Gunn a lot of kudos here because – I don't think it was easy for him, and I'm, I don't want to say that he ran off Kirk Creasa, but I think it was a mutual parting. I was a little concerned because I was been at this stage for a while that I don't believe that Kirk Creasa was good enough at the point guard position uh, to really win with. But you could tell that Tommy Lloyd also was very, very loyal to Kirk Creasa to the point where he wouldn't even play <laughs> Kylan Boswell in important matters. So he's gone. Boswell's in. Ramey's out. You bring in Jaden Bradley. Obviously, uh, you go for Nem you went for Nemhard first, and then you're looking at a Caleb Love who is it brings a drastically different skill set than what we've had. 
Tommy Lloyd switching things up here, Sheer. Yeah, I mean, this is a, a pretty dramatic, stylistic turnaround, right? right. Like, <laughs> he, you went out, and Kashad Johnson is probably the opposite of Azulis. They're both good in transition, but beyond that, they're they're very different in scoring. Who wins in a fight? Uh, Kashad Johnson. I, would, I, I think I might pick Kashad Johnson in a fight over most power forwards. In the you know, I think if we were to have a fight between uh, uh, guys taking over for the people that they uh, that they took over for, I think they would all win the new play newcomers. Yeah, I would agree with that. UFC fights right there. That's what we like. That's, um, what, that's what we should be promoting. All right. Now, I get a lot of people asking me about I get a lot of people asking me about UCLA and their international recruiting. I know nothing about UCLA and their international recruiting other other than they seem to be getting really really good players. Are they getting really good players here? Uh yeah, they're pretty good. I mean, the Mara kid, it, first of all, I know there's a website out there and the UCLA guys are running with it that Ade Mara could be the top pick. He's not the top pick. That's not happening. Uh Jan Vide, the point guard that they got is pretty good. What's funny is our boy Conrad played against Jan Vide uh, a few weeks ago, I believe, and outplayed him. Won MVP of the game and outplayed him. That's why you're so high on Conrad. I mean, Jan Vide is coming in, and, and he's good. He's solid. But here's the thing that, that I think people have to realize. I think Tommy is better suited for recruiting and playing international guys than Mick Cronin. Cronin has no patience. Like, you know, uh, Abraham Conco, the guy they ran off, isn't bad. He went to Wake Forest. Mick right. runs him off. Got to get rid of him. Wasn't good enough freshman year. Right. And and so that is the, the wrong way to go about things with international players. All right. Now, speaking of somebody that I believe I could beat up, I believe I could beat up Mick Cronin. Um, now, five of a kind media. We, we enjoy you here on the chat. Is the younger Tabella still on the team, Sheer? Uh, he will be part of the program moving forward. You could <laughs> uh, assume his scholarship is open. Right. Okay. Um, now, oh, oh, by the way, um, let's see here. Bam can't shoot. He was a great shooter. Uh, Bam can shoot. Yes, Bam can shoot. All right, we got to talk about K.J. Lewis here. You guys have been slandering K.J. Lewis left and right. We're putting respect on K.J. Lewis's name around here. I love K.J. Lewis. I think as long as people understand that probably not a big-time instant contributor, but I believe that K.J. Lewis will outperform the ranking that you guys have given him. By the way, you guys moved him up in the rankings, though, Sheer. A little under the radar uh, fact that I, I detected. What's the answer to that question? Um, a version of Kadeem Allen. Come on, please be honest here. I'm gonna go yes. Do it. No, I'm, no, I'm, no. Going, I'm going yes. Dude, Kadeem Allen. Kadeem Allen. Kadeem Allen at the same stage did not have the offers that KJ Lewis did. Same stage. I'm all for it. Right. Kadeem Allen is one of the most underappreciated players in the last whatever amount of years. He's, he's very good, and he played in the NBA as well. Yeah, I mean, look, I think K.J. Lewis has the potential to be a solid player. I do not think he'll ever be a superstar. I think people need to have realistic expectations for him. He has work to do. I don't expect him to play as a freshman very much. Um, Tommy has confidence in him. I've talked to Tommy about this. He has a little more confidence than I do or that even others in the program do. But not me. That's, why Tommy, that's why Tommy's the head coach, so we'll find out. All right, now, do you believe that K.J. Lewis, if everything goes right, can K.J. Lewis play in the NBA, or are you going to sit here and say right now that he can't play in the NBA? I would be very surprised if K.J. Lewis made the NBA. 
All right. All right. We're marking this down. We're marking this down. We got your back around here, KJ. We're marking this down right here. Um, but on a serious note, looking at Arizona's uh, roster now, the way that they've kind of reconstructed it, especially if they get Caleb Love, listen, USC and Oregon probably have better rosters, but Arizona's going to be right in the mix. And that's not something that we could have said even three weeks ago. You think USC still has a better roster if Arizona adds Caleb Love? Yeah. yeah but, well, let's, go, let's go position by position. Because we can do that. Isaiah Collier is better than Kylan Boswell. We think. We would. We're we're going. Yes, I would love to be wrong, but we're going to mark that down for USC. Okay. I'll is that, that fair? Uh, I suppose. All right. Uh, Bo- Boogie Ellis is better than Jaden Bradley. Okay. All right. So both backcourt spots are USC's. Correct. Correct. Okay. Now small forward, the Swedish pinball Pella Larson. Or Brawny. I think they're going to be about the same in college as far from a statistical. I think they'll both be about 10, 4, and 4. 10, 4, and 3. Pella's better than Brawny, but okay. <laughs> but Brawny can dribble a little bit, though. Uh, uh, Pella's better than Brawny. Okay. All right. Fair enough. So, all right. We'll go, Pella. we'll go Pella. Are you giving a big edge to Pella or a slight edge to Pella? I'm giving an edge to Pella. All right. Fair enough. All right. I'm going to catch a lot of flack for this next one here because I love, by the way, if Pella's better, then why is Bronny going to be in the league in a year? Really? I mean, do you want me to answer that? (laughs) (laughs) My surprise in the conference this year um, is going to be Big Vince, the Prince Iwachukwu. I believe Vince is going to be an absolute monster this year. I believe Vince is going to be 14-8 and three blocks this year. You think Vince is better than Umar? Nope, you don't. Umar, advantage. Done. Yes. I'm going to Umar. I'm back in leader of men right here. Yes. But there is a, there is a scenario in which Vince is better. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I get why you're saying that. I love Vince. I think it's potential, but I think he's a lot more potential than production right now. You guys have to five-star sure. He may you take that have- jump forward. I like Vince a lot. Yeah. All right, so you believe, though, that Umar Ballo will long-term be better than Vince as well. Is this what you're saying? I don't, I'm talking college. All right. um, By the way, you, you clearly think Arizona is better because you haven't even mentioned Caleb Love. And Kashad Johnson is better than Kobe Johnson. Is Kashad Johnson better than Joshua Morgan, who led the league in blocks last year? Can't score at all. Kashad Johnson will average more points than Josh Morgan. Caleb Love, you're not even mentioning well, because I haven't mentioned uh, I haven't mentioned uh, Kobe Johnson. Oh, I haven't mentioned DJ Rodman. What about him? DJ Rodman's eight and seven, same numbers as Kashaw Johnson. Come on, big dub for me right here. I, I got you thinking that Arizona's better than USC, and you know it. I, I believe that it, I believe that USC it will be. I would love to be wrong. I think USC is going to be a little bit better than Arizona. We also, didn't, all- mention, we also didn't mention the very large coaching gap between the two teams. All I'm going to say is this. One man has been to an Elite Eight in the last three years. Oh, stop. Wow. Okay, so you're on record as saying – Mike is on record as saying he'd rather have Andy Enfield coaching here. No. As a matter of fact, if you were to put uh, Tommy Lloyd with this USC roster, I believe they'd be one of the five best teams in the country. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I would agree with that. So you're saying that they have a better roster than Arizona because you don't believe that Arizona has a top five roster in the country. Sherry, walk sure. right into that. Sure, you could say that. But I think Arizona is the better team. I think there's a lot of teams with better rosters. Fair enough. 
Fair enough. Now let's talk a little conference realignment here. We had my we had Tony Altimore on last yesterday, and Tony is right about one thing that you definitely got to give them credit for. The Pac-12 is a I almost said severely better academically. I don't know that that's the right term. I'm going. The Pac-12 is much 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 better academically. And if you want to look at it from just an academic perspective, which I think Tony is, then yeah, you'd want to stay together. But from a sports perspective, it's not even close. And from a visibility perspective, it's not even close. I also don't necessarily buy, and again, we'll have him on again to talk about it, but I don't necessarily buy that I believe what the presidents are saying because presidents law are, you know, like look at the Missouri president. He lied all the way up until they left. Um, I'm sure I could find other examples. So I don't necessarily trust. Uh, I don't necessarily trust these presidents outside of our guy Bobby Robbins. Yeah, I don't trust what anyone says until we finally know what's happening. I don't believe anyone. I, I really because the problem is that the, the Pac-12 presidents have gone on record as saying so many things that were just straight up lies so far that now you can't take anything at face value. I mean, right. the Washington State president is pretending like everything's great. And then two weeks later, his athletic department is basically financially shut down. Ray Anderson has given, I know he's the AD, but he's given 40 different dates for when the deal is going to get done. I mean, it's just, you can't believe. Ray Anderson should never speak. Do we agree with this? Yeah, it's wild. They let him still talk about this and go on radio like he's an expert. I mean, it's just insane. Like you watch Dave, you watch Dave the other, and I know you and Dave had a love-hate relationship as opposed to me just having a straight love relationship with Dave Heakey. But, um... Dave goes on and says generally what an athletic director should. We're committed to the Pac-12, but we're going to keep all options on the table, essentially that. Whereas Anderson goes on there, and it's like he's just spitting out of left field with no clue on what he's saying. I like what Dave said, too, the last time he was on your show, which was basically like, yeah, we've got that in trouble with these deadlines. It's like, no, there's no we. Like, there's only been, like, two of you that have put out these deadlines that no one is mentioning, and that's why they are. They're getting in trouble because – these deadlines, people are, are focusing in on them, and they're they're just made up. All right, Abraham Mendoza. I referee Abraham Mendoza's basketball games, and I can assure you that I am a better basketball player than Abraham Mendoza. And he says, Big 12 seems like a no-brainer. What are we missing? Well, you got to remember that a lot of these guys are, let's use Michael Crow, for example, because he's terrible. Let's use my, Michael Crow is a strict academic person. Right there. And that's fine. I mean, that's his job to be president of a university. But Michael Crow also doesn't like sports. Michael Crow doesn't care about sports. And so for him, from his perspective, oh, by the way, Abraham trying to get tough with me. Back off, dude. Um, but uh, um, with uh, with Crow, though, he doesn't care about athletics. He cares just about an academic perspective, and he pays lip service to the academics. That's why people out there um, – don't really trust these people because a lot of them are, I think, are wired like Michael Crow. Yeah, I mean, the big thing is, look, at the end of the day, there's a lot more that goes on in a school than athletics. From an athletic standpoint, there there is no discussion. Big 12 is better than the Pac-12, especially with no UCLA and USC. But then, like, my question, yeah, you go to academics, you go to research, you go to all this stuff, and that's the president's job. And there's some presidents in the conference that – probably couldn't even name the starting quarterback of their football team, right? Michael Crow. I think there's quite a few of them. Right. And so those guys, they don't care about sports. That's not their priority. And if it was their priority, um, and we see other conferences, it is their priority, and and they're going to be ahead of the game when it's all said and done in the Pac-12. And the arrogance of the Pac-12 is what got them here in the first place, and it's going to be 
what continues to, to get them in trouble. Now, and I don't believe, and again, I got all my degrees from the U of A. Sheer graduated from the U of A, so we're not dissing on the U of A right here. We back the A academically and athletically, correct? Real smart we are. Yeah, for sure. Now, but I will say this. I have never looked at it and thought to myself that if Arizona goes to the Big 12, the academic prestige of the University of Arizona goes down significantly, especially when you're looking at adding teams like like San Diego State that aren't even in the qualifications that a lot of these Pac-12 presidents wanted for so long. I don't believe that Arizona going to the Big 12 greatly diminishes the academic brand. Well, I do believe that it does greatly diminish the athletic brand by staying in the Pac-12. Yeah, I would agree with that. I don't know. I, I don't know how research works and all that, but is there an example of a school moving conferences and all of a sudden their research money just disappears in thin air? Yeah, I don't see it, it happening, man. Right. I mean, it, it, Robbins is going to make sure the research money is there one way or another. Like a bunch of relationships just aren't going to end because they moved conferences. Um, I find that hard to believe. Athletically, you know, look, it, and uh, your boy Baltimore made a, a solid point where your boy Baltimore came off pretty well. We got to admit it here. He didn't come off of he didn't come off the way that a lot of people come off on Twitter. Yeah, and, and and he actually he made a point that we've talked about before, which is the Gonzaga model, which is you stay in the Pac-12, you beat the crap out of everyone in basketball, and uh, you get a high seed every year, and and that's that. And the Big Twelve, that would not happen, right? So for sure. And and I think, in all fairness to Tony, Tony's coming at this. I think from and I didn't really realize this at the time until we started talking. He's coming at this from an academic point of view, right there, which I you know, which I'm. I, I get. I'm cool with. By the way, Chad McDonald's in here. Chad Chad McDonald's, I will be up at Bob Dobbs today at 6. You should join me, my friend. Um, Jason Shear might not be there. So, again, we'll talk about that. Now, let's talk a little bit about Arizona football. I believe that Arizona football has the best wide receiving core in the conference. Montana Lamonius Craig has joined the U of A. I believe that U of, U of A's receiving core is better than USC's. Am I just being Mikey optimistic, or am I am I actually smart? Uh, oh, you're you're very smart, Mike. I'm very smart. Uh, <laughs> I think Washington might actually have the best wide receiver group. Uh, really? The, yeah, but um, they're loaded if you take a look at it. But yeah, I mean, I'd put Arizona's up there with anyone. I, I think Montana's going to be a really good fit. Uh, good kid. Coaching staff has relationships with them. Wouldn't have taken him if they don't think he's that good. Right. And I think he'll push everyone to be better as well. So I would put Arizona's, I mean, we've said this before, but Arizona's skill players, wide receiver, quarterback, running back, I'd put up there with, with almost anyone. I would too. And again, this is a kid that also has big time potential as well. Um, again, four star kid out of Inglewood. Obviously, Inglewood always up to no good, but he was also, you got to remember too, when you look at his stats from last year, he had the asset, he had essentially. I mean, let's be honest here. He essentially had guys like uh, Gunnar Cruz throw into him. You know, we love Gunnar Cruz, but not exactly the greatest quarterback in the world. And he still put up some decent numbers, and he was their best quarter or their best wide receiver in their spring game. Yeah, you almost can't judge his numbers last year because that offense was so bad. Right. I mean, it's just, there was nothing good about it. No good quarterback. The offensive line wasn't good. The other skill players to take pressure off him weren't good. And we kind of got a glimpse. I know it's a spring game, but – uh, he was an animal in the spring game, right. and that's why people were surprised when he announced his transfer the the next day. But um, super talented, good size. They believe that he could play in the slot and 
outside. So it's going to give them some versatility with him and Jacob Cowing. They're going to move some things around. So uh, it's one of those things where to me, there's just, there's no downside. All right, real quick, we got to hear the disclaimer about BetMGM because I'm an idiot and I missed it. Here is Shane Diefenbach with the disclaimer for BetMGM. Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana. I think I already played that. All right, we're done with that. All right, so the disclaimer's done. That was handled flawlessly by me. All right, we got to talk about our friends up the road a little bit here. Um, uh, first of all, I think they're always going to stink in basketball or you know, be okay in basketball. I, I don't totally hate what I've seen from Dillingham. And that he reminds me a little bit of Jed Fish right here, except I think that Dillingham, this is 100% his dream job. Arizona and ASU are actually going to recruit in-state now, and I think they're going to be able to keep some kids home, unlike with recent staffs here. Yeah, I mean, the bar is so low that any effort by Dillingham was going to be received well because the bar was low by Herman. Dillingham is taking the right approach. It's funny, it's, it's pretty much the Jed Fish approach. Um, it's going to be a lot more difficult for schools outside of the state to just walk in and get whoever they want. Um, it's still the top players are still might do that, but you're going to see a bunch of the other guys kind of stay. But um, it's going to lead to some fun recruiting battles in state, and we're already seeing a, a couple play out. And, you know, both schools, Arizona and ASU, should be happy with the direction of the program overall. All right, Sheer. I'm going to take a nap here. But first, before we sign off, where can they find you? Uh, wildcatauthority.com at Jason Shear on Twitter and the Wildcat Scoop podcast with Shelby and I. All right. Shel- no, Shelby and me. Shelby and me. I'm also going to nap. That's a good idea. Are you going to take a nap? Yes. I'm going to take a nap as well, but hold on. I have to find the uh, end screen here. I'm doing this by myself. Again, te- technologically, I am uh, – well, I think Shear can probably vouch for it. I'm not, not great, so – Hold on, we're gonna find this here. Sheer, you're not getting off until uh it's kind of terrible. Um, hold on a second. Live here. television. Live television, that- everything. All right, we're gonna find this one way or the other, though. Here we come. Hold on, hold on, ladies and gentlemen. Our numbers are actually going up as I do this. Maybe I should just actually uh, fumble around for the entire show. Maybe it'll be a little bit better. Hold on, hold on, hold on, Sheer. Let's see here. This is what the people want. Dude, this is what the people want. I think we got to show it to them. Now, oh, there's Anthony Jamino Tony's takes. Um, all right, let's see here. Well, you know what? I'm not going to get the end screen in here because I can't find – actually, <laughs> hold on. We are going to find this. I'm not giving up. I Dude, listen, this is a back the A mentality right here. We're going to find this. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You don't give up. This is what the Arizona degree – we were talking about the power of an Arizona degree. You're seeing it in action right now. This is absolutely showing it right here, especially when you got multiple in there, man. This is when you really – all right. If I can't find this in the next 15 seconds, (laughs) then I'm going to give up and I will get get chastised accordingly. All right. Let's see here. Ah! (laughs) Found it. 
He's Jason Shear. I'm Mike Luke. You guys all, we appreciate you all. You have a great weekend. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. Thank you.